Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. It's quarter number one, which means we'll be starting with the news. Before we get there, though, Dustin, welcome in. You had an eventful weekend, I understand. I sure did. We had nine children between the ages of six and 11 at a sleepover at my house Saturday night. And uh, boy... It was exhausting. Like I've I've got friends who have um, five kids, and like my heart went out immediately. I, I know we had more kids, but it was one night. Like I cannot imagine my life being quite like that. It was a wild ride. My congratulations to you for just surviving it, Dusty. And it's why I've always said to people, it's much better to be an uncle than to be a father. Pack them up and give them back. Exactly. All right, Dusty, let's move on to the Penn State News of the Week. Although your weekend sounds very exciting, there was also some activity on the Penn State recruiting front. Let's start with that hotbed of Penn State recruiting. Penn State now owns Alabama, right? Dakari Nelson became commitment number 15, uh, he's a big safety, listed at 6'3", around 200 pounds, from the state of Alabama. How about it? That's uh, two Alabama kids in the span of one week. And clearly, I mean, I think they're doing something to make that so. You know what I mean? I, I think there's somebody responsible for that. And I, I feel like I saw a lot of Alan Zemitis love going around on social media over the weekend. So he may, maybe he's really spearheaded part of that effort, but they're going into SEC territory. They're getting two really good players, legit four-star players. Uh, this one, Dakari Nelson, and he's an interesting player too. You know, having, having watched his film, I mean, the, he, he's used in a lot of different ways and just trying to assess, you know, the, what he shows on film and how it translates to the next level. He does look like a guy whose frame can still fill out some, and I would expect it to fill out some over the course of the next calendar year, where he's maybe more 6'3", 210, 215, and is somebody who can maybe play that safety linebacker hybrid role that, that all defenses really have now, but Penn State really likes it too. Um, looks like I, I feel like once he gets going, he's fast enough. But I don't know if he I don't know if he's got the feet or the agility or the nimbleness to really make it as as a actual as like a field safety. So um, he'll be a unique weapon for sure at the next level. And I really like him to be down in the box, playing physical, and use that versatility that he has for defense's advantage. I think he's going to be an interesting player. The, I think the, the, the best player comparison, I think, would be Marcus Allen for the, for the size and, and what he's able to do. Um, I feel like Marcus Allen coming out of uh, Maryland a while back he, he showed more of that physical play on film where Dakari Nelson has been used more as like a cornerback, 
wide receiver safety where you saw him lined up one-on-one with guys. I mean, I think he's got the ability to do that at the high school level, but he'll be a really unique asset at the next level. And I'm really curious to see how that frame fills out because over the course of the next year, that's going to dictate a lot uh, as far as how Penn State would end up using him. Don't you think this is what uh, a position now that Manny Diaz is out actively looking for? Now, we all know Jonathan Sutherland is going to be essentially playing that position in the 2022 season, but this is not unusual for Manny Diaz. He likes having that hybrid guy on the field. This looks like a product of Manny Diaz, what he's looking for. It would seem to be that way. I mean, I I think he really fits in with what he's going to be trying to accomplish on defense. But I, I do feel like having a Swiss Army Knife type guy where you can give different looks, you can have different packages. I think everybody, college and pro alike, are, are looking for that. And and Nelson is a really interesting one, though. It, it's you know, it's not like he is uh, used in in a way that would suggest it. Now he's just used like a good athlete at the high school level. He just happens to be huge, and. Um, I feel like because he has all that experience, you know, talking to Anthony Poindexter a couple weeks ago, for example, talking, he was talking about uh, Keaton Ellis and he was talking about Zaki Wheatley. And the fact that those guys accumulated a lot of multi-position experience in high school facilitated their quick transition from cornerback to safety because they had experience there. So now you've got Nelson coming in as a cornerback slash safety who's who really plays those roles, who gonna who might end up being more of a linebacker. You don't think that's gonna be a unique package in a linebacker slash safety? I I think that length that James Franklin really likes to talk about making the field feel smaller. He's going to be huge, and he's going to ha- he's going to have a, a a long wingspan, and you're going to see them use that. I, I do think that uh, Manny Diaz is is going to target this type of guy, maybe more so than, than some other coordinators. Let's go way back to Tuesday earlier this week. This past week, Tamarian Parker, also from Alabama, he's depending on uh, which rating service you go to, top 100 player at least, top 50 player according to some people. And in this day and age of NIL, how do you get a player like that, Dusty, out of Alabama? I don't know. And and I'm like, I know this is quote unquote old news by now, but I wanted to talk about him because I, I love this kid. You know, I think what's keeping him from being a five-star, just my opinion, is that there's not elite, elite twitch to his game. You know, he's he's not firing off at at a you know at an unbelievable rate. He is just a really pure, really polished pass rusher, and he he doesn't quite fit into that elite of elite territory. But I, I would say the same thing about um, back in what was it, 2017, Yitor Grosmatos was the same way. He didn't have elite twitch either. He didn't have elite burst. I think Parker might be even a little bit uh, a little bit quicker than Gross Matos was back in the day, but he has just all the moves. You know, it's really rare I feel like that you can turn on the tape for a guy and see him winning outside, inside, power 
quickness, stutter steps, long arms. I mean, he 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 wins one-on-one battles in a wider variety of, of ways than I think I've seen from really any Penn State edge rush prospect of the James Franklin era. And whether that translates into, you know, elite production at the next level, you can't say for sure, of course, but you know, he just strikes me as a guy who you 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 fine-tune some of these things about his game. You know, he's 6'4, 255. Jamil Lyons, the other four-star edge rusher in this class, also 6'4, 255. Chop Robinson, who transferred from Maryland, also 6'4, 255. It seems like they're lining up this body type and, and, and this type of edge rusher um to to really feed into their system. But I, I love what Tamarian Parker brings to the table. How and why, you know, you're you're able to pull him from SEC country. You obviously watch these guys who are from the South. I think Penn State has had a couple kind of sour experiences getting an early commitment from a guy from the South and trying to hold on to that the whole way through. Um, there are more forces pulling against that, you know, when a guy's outside of your traditional recruiting footprint. But, you know, I, I, clearly Tamarian Parker and his family had an unbelievable official visit. He said, you know, he seemed to see everything he needed to see. I don't know where NIL money comes on the priority list for him. I don't know whether Alabama was offering him or that kind of thing or not, but uh, Penn State's lucky to have him. I know that. And Dustin, I saw somebody talk about this on, on Twitter, where else to get great information, right? About wondering if the Penn State Auburn series home and home was bringing Penn State into the homes of these players from Alabama. I'm not so sure you could draw a straight line to these couple players, recruits from Alabama, to that game. But I think you can all you can say there is a relationship by getting into the South to play a game, being on Southeast Conference television. This year it'll be it'll be the CBS game of that week. You know it'll be on at three thirty. CBS, where all those Southeast Conference teams are used to playing and where I'm sure the kids down south are watching, has to at least there be a relationship to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Auburn football players and Auburn fans really probably didn't pay a whole lot of attention to what Penn State was or wasn't doing prior to this. So now Auburn goes into Beaver Stadium last year. That environment is crazy and I'm sure maybe they had some cursory knowledge of what a whiteout looks like so now you have fans from that region from that fan base from that state tuning in and really seeing with their own eyes like how electric that is uh, and, and maybe paying a little bit closer attention to all the guys that Penn State got drafted then too and realizing like okay this was a more national program than I really thought you know down here we're insulated in the SEC so I, I do feel like there's a relationship there and I do feel like if there was some momentum to gain from that experience and from this next way this next segment of the home and home James Franklin and his recruiting staff I'm sure uh, press the gas to make sure that they got whatever type of bump they could get inside the state of Alabama that that they got it. So I feel like it's not coincidental. Um, you know, I think probably it's anecdotal at this point how much impact that that had. But look at these two guys from the state of Alabama. Like I, I can't think of many. You know, I think Christian Campbell was from Alabama. 
Torrance Brown was from Alabama. Not a whole lot of prime time. Those were three-star guys. Not a whole lot of prime time prospects have made their way from Alabama to Penn State. Two in one week in the middle of the home and home. There has to be some kind of kind of connection there. Exactly, and I think we'll see more connection as we go forward. One last note, uh, Yazid Haynes, who a couple months ago was committed to Rutgers, his recruitment blew up. He's a wide receiver. He went to camps, started running sub 4440s, gets an offer from Penn State that he accepts, now tweets out that, lo and behold, Georgia just offered him. And we've seen this story before. Concerned about uh, Yazid Haynes maybe uh, looking south? A little bit. I mean, the the most recent experience with Joshua Miller uh, flipping to Georgia after getting that Georgia offer. And then it did seem like Yazid Haynes had a big-time rivals camp in May and then was like, oh, I think that's going to open up some doors for me. And then the Penn State offer came along and he jumped on that. So there's a little bit of precedent there that he was looking for something bigger, got it, and now Georgia could be conceived as something bigger as well. So I don't know if it's it's not impossible. Let's put it that way. He's climbing on up there, Dustin. He's working his way up. All right, that is it for quarter number one in the news. Stick around. Quarter number two, we're going to get back to our KSN Top 40. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lion's soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. 